Chapter Three C of the Sheik. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Chuck Williamson. The Sheik by E. M. Hull. Chapter Three C. He smiled down at her suddenly. Bon Dieu do you know how beautiful you are he murmured but the sound of his voice seemed to break a spell that had kept her dumb she struggled again to free herself let me go she cried piteously and it was her complete immunity from him that she prayed for but he chose wilfully to misunderstand her the passion faded from his eyes giving place to a gleam of mockery there is plenty of time gaston is the most discreet servant we shall hear him when he comes he said with a low laugh but she persisted with the courage of desperation when will you let me go with an exclamation of impatience he put her from him roughly and going to the divan flung himself down on the cushions lit another cigarette and picked up a magazine that was lying on an inlaid stool beside him she bit her lips to keep back the hysterical sobs that rose in her throat nerving herself with clenched hands and followed him you must tell me i must know when will you let me go he turned a page with deliberation and flicked the ash from his cigarette before looking up a heavy scowl gathered on his face and his eyes swept her from head to foot with a slow scrutiny that made her shrink when i am tired of you he said coldly she shuddered violently and turned away with a little moan stumbling blindly towards the inner room but as she reached the curtains his voice arrested her he had thrown aside the magazine and was lying back on the divan his long limbs stretched out indolently his hands clasped behind his head you make a very charming boy he said lightly with a faint smile but it was not a boy that i saw in biskra you understand beyond the curtains she stood a moment shaking all over her face hidden in her hands able to relax a little the hold she was keeping on herself yes she understood plainly enough the understanding had already been forced upon her it was an order from one who was prepared to compel his commands to make herself more attractive with all that it implied in the eyes of the man who held her in his power and who looked at her as no other man had ever dreamed to look with a praising criticism that made her acutely conscious of her sex that made her feel like a slave exposed for sale in a public market she must take off the boyish clothes that somehow seemed to lend her courage and substitute to gratify the whim of the savage in the next room the womanly dress that revealed more intimately the slender lines of her figure and intensified the uncommon beauty of her face 
she went to the dressing-table with lagging feet and stared resentfully at the white face and haggard eyes that looked back at her from the mirror it was like the face of a stranger aubrey's words came back to her with an irony that was horrible to-night she did not dress to please herself her face was set her eyes almost black with rage but behind the rage there was lurking apprehension she started at every sound that came from the adjoining room her fingers wet with perspiration seemed almost unable to fulfil their task she hated him she hated herself she hated her beauty that had brought this horror upon her she would have rebelled if she had dared but instinctively she hurried fear had already driven her so far but when she was ready she did not move from the table beside which she stood fear had forced her to haste but her still struggling pride would not permit her to obey her fear any further she raised her eyes to the glass again glowering angrily at the pale reflection and the old obstinacy mingled with the new pain that filled them must she endure his mocking glance with chalk-like cheeks and eyes like a beaten hound had she not even courage enough left to hide the fear that filled her with self-contempt the wave of anger that went through her rushed the color into her face and she leaned nearer the glass with a little murmur of satisfaction that stopped abruptly as her fingers gripped the edge of the table and she continued staring into the mirror not at her own face but at the white robes that appeared behind her head blotting out the limited view she had had of the room the sheik was standing behind her he had come with the peculiar noiseless tread that she had noticed before he swung her round to look at her and she writhed under his eyes of admiration straining from him as far as his grip allowed holding her with one hand he took her chin in the other and tilted her face up to his with a little smile don't look so frightened i don't want anything more deadly than some soap and water surely even an arab may be allowed to wash his hands his mocking voice and his taunt of fear stung her but she would not answer and with a laugh and a shrug he let her go picking up a razor from the table and lounging into the bathroom with crimson cheeks diana fled into the outer room his manner could not have been more casual if she had been his wife a dozen years she waited for him in a tumult of emotions but with the advent of gaston and dinner he returned to the attitude of dispassionate courteous host that he had assumed when he first came in he was a few minutes late and apologized gravely as he sat down opposite her he maintained the attitude throughout dinner and conscious of the watching manservant diana made herself reply to his easy conversation he talked mainly of the desert 
and the sport that it offered as if he had studied her taste and chosen the topic to please her he spoke well what he said was interesting and showed complete knowledge of the subject and at any other time diana would have listened fascinated and absorbed but now the soft slow cultured voice only seemed to add to the incongruity of the situation the role of willing guest that he was forcing upon her was almost more than she could play and the necessity of sitting still and responding was taxing her endurance to the utmost and all the time she was aware acutely of his constant surveillance reluctantly her own furtive glance was drawn frequently to his face and always his dark fierce eyes were watching her with a steadiness that racked her nerves till she was reminded irresistibly of an exhibition that she had seen in a circus in vienna where a lion-tamer had concluded an unusually daring performance by dining in the lion's cage surrounded by savage snarling brutes very different from the sleepy half-drugged creatures ordinarily shown interested in the animals she had gone behind with aubrey after the performance and while fondling some tiny lion cubs that had been brought for her to see had chatted with the tamer a girl little older than herself she had been somewhat unapproachable until she had realized from diana's friendly manner that her questions were prompted by real interest and not mere curiosity and had unbent with surprising swiftness accepting diana's proffered cigarettes and taking her to see her special lions who were boxed for the night diana had wandered up and down before the narrow cages looking at the big brutes still restless from the show rubbing her cheeks on the soft little head of the cub she was holding in her arms smiling at its sleepy rasping purr are you ever afraid she had asked suddenly not of the ordinary performance but of that last act when you dine all alone with them the girl shrugged her shoulders blowing a little cloud of smoke into the cub's face and her eyes had met diana's slowly over his little yellow body one does not taste very much she had said dryly and it was so with diana she had eaten mechanically everything that had been put before her but she had tasted nothing she had one thought in her mind that excluded everything else to hide from the probing eyes that watched her ceaselessly the overmastering fear that augmented every moment one thing she had noticed during the meal for her only the servant poured out the light french wine that he had brought her eyes wandered to the sheik's empty glass and meeting her glance he smiled with a little inclination excuse me i do not drink wine it is my only virtue he added with a sudden gleam leaping into his eyes that drove the blood into her cheeks and her own eyes on to her plate she had forgotten that he 
was an arab the dinner seemed interminable and yet she wished that it would never end while the servant was in the room she was safe the thought of his going sent a cold shudder through her with the coffee came a huge persian hound almost upsetting the frenchman in the entrance in his frantic endeavor to precede him through the doorway he flung his long gray body across the sheik's knees with a whine of pleasure and then turned his head to growl at diana but the growl died away quickly and he lumbered down and came to her side curiously eyeing her for a moment and then thrusting his big head against her the sheik laughed you are honored kopeck makes few friends she did not answer the natural reply was almost certain to provoke a retort that she did not desire so she remained silent smoothing the hound's rough coat with her heart turning slowly to lead she lingered over her coffee until there was no further possible pretext for remaining at the table then rose with a short sharp sigh for some minutes the sheik had sat silent his own coffee long since finished he made no comment when she got up and went himself to the big divan followed by the hound who had gone back to him as soon as he moved diana turned to the little bookcase snatching at the opportunity it offered for further silence and took a book at random she did not know what she was looking at she did not care she only prayed fervently that she might be left alone that the sudden silent fit that had come over him might continue near her gaston was clearing away the table and as he finished he paused to speak to his master diana heard the words la petite chic but the rest was in arabic and unintelligible to her the sheik frowned with a gesture of annoyance then nodded and the manservant left the tent a few moments after a voice that she had not heard before made her look up the young arab who had ridden in with the sheik was standing beside the divan the fierce eyes that were watching her every movement met hers and his cigarette was waved towards the young man my lieutenant yusef a son of the desert with the soul of the flaneur his body is here with me but his heart is on the trottoir of algiers the tall lad laughed and salaamed profoundly then straightened himself posing magnificently until a curt word from the sheik recalled him to his errand and his swagger changed swiftly to a deference of which the significance was not lost on diana the arab might unbend to his people if it so pleased him but he kept them well in hand she looked at the lieutenant as he stood before his chief he was tall and slender as a girl with an air of languid indolence that was obviously a pose for it was slipping from him now fast as he talked his face was strikingly handsome only saved from effeminacy by a firm chin he was patently aware of his good looks but he was also 
patently in awe of his chief and the news that he brought was apparently not welcome through her thick lashes diana watched them intently the younger man voluble gesticulating at times almost cringing the sheik silent except for an occasional word the heavy scowl back on his face growing blacker every moment at last with a shrug of impatience he got up and they went out together the hound following them diana subsided on to the thick rug beside the bookcase for a moment again she was alone free of the watching eyes that seemed to be burning into her all the time free of the hated proximity she dropped her head on her knees with a little whimper of weariness for a moment she need not check the tide of misery that rushed over her she was tired in mind and body exhausted with the emotion that had shaken her until she knew that no matter what happened in the future the diana of yesterday was dead and her new self was strange and unfamiliar she did not trust it she feared its capacity for maintaining the struggle she had resolved upon the old courageous self had never failed her this new shrinking fearful personality filled her with distrust her confidence in herself was gone her contempt for herself was unutterable the strength that remained was not sufficient to conquer the fear that had taken so strong a hold upon her she could only hope to hide it to deny him at least that much satisfaction she had grovelled at his feet once and it had amused him he had laughed she would rather die than afford him a similar amusement she could never wipe out the recollection of her cowardice he would remember always and so would she but she could atone for it if her strength held and she prayed that it might hold until a sob broke from her and her hands cramped around her knees she pushed her hair off her forehead with a heavy sigh and she looked back over her shoulder at the empty room it had changed since this morning in the indefinable way a strange room does change after a few hours association if she could leave it now and never see it again in all her life no single detail of it would ever be forgotten its characteristics had been stamped upon her as familiarly as if the hours passed in it had been years and yesterday was years ago when the poor silly fool that had been diana mayo had ridden blindly into the trap from which her boasted independence had not been able to save her she had paid heavily for the determination to ignore the restrictions of her sex laid upon her and the payment was not yet over her tired body shrank from the struggle that must recommence so soon if he would only spare her until this numbing weariness that made her so powerless should lessen 
she heard his voice at the door and her icy fingers grasped at the book that had spilled to the ground the thick rugs deadened the sound of his movements but she knew instinctively that he had come in and gone back to the divan where he had been sitting before she knew that he was looking at her she could feel his eyes fixed on her and she quivered with the consciousness of his stare she waited shivering for him to speak or move his methods of torture were diverse she thought with dreary bitterness behind the tent in the men's lines a tom-tom was beating and the irregular rhythm seemed hammering inside her own head she could have shrieked with agony of it come here diane she started for a moment hardly recognizing the gaelic rendering of her name and then flushed angrily without answering or moving it was a very little thing to stir her after all that had been done but the use of her name flamed the anger that had been almost swamped in fear the proprietary tone in his voice roused all her inherent obstinacy she was not his to go at his call what he wanted he must take she would never give voluntarily she sat with her hands gripped tightly in her lap breathing rapidly her eyes dark with apprehension come here he repeated sharply still she took no notice but the face that he could not see was growing very white i am not accustomed to having my orders disobeyed he said at last very slowly and i am not accustomed to obeying orders she retorted fiercely though her lips were trembling you will learn the sinister accent of his voice almost shattered her remaining courage she crouched gasping on the ground the same horrible terror that had come to her last night stealing over her irresistibly paralyzing her waiting listening agonizing the tom-tom growing louder and louder or was it the throbbing in her own head with a choking cry she leaped to her feet suddenly and fled from him back till the side of the tent stopped her and she stood with wide-flung arms gripping the black and silver hangings until he reached her stooping he disengaged her clinging fingers from the heavy drapery and drew her hands slowly together up to his breast with a little smile come he whispered his passionate eyes devouring her she fought against the fascination with which they dominated her resisting him dumbly with tightly locked lips till he held her palpitating in his arms little fool he said with a deepening smile better me than my men the gibe broke her silence oh you brute you brute she wailed until his kisses silenced her. End of chapter 3C